And of course, we are so honored to have Brother Mark Winters back with us. He was with us last week and didn't get to preach on Sunday night. And uh, we had a great move of the Lord last Sunday night and uh, felt to have him back. And it just so worked that uh, he was preaching close enough today uh, at a church that did not have an evening service. And so we were able to pull him back in here for our Sunday evening. So he's already been to church once today. He's back in church again. He might have been to church a couple of times today. I'm not sure. But uh, we're glad to have him here on this Sunday night expecting the Lord to use him in a mighty way tonight. Are you ready to receive the word of the Lord tonight? Amen. Amen. We love and appreciate Brother Winters and his spirit so very much. And, of course, his ministry speaks for itself. He is a preacher of preachers. We're honored to have him with us tonight. We want you to put your hands together and welcome Evangelist Mark Winters as it comes to minister the word to us. Bless you. Why don't we give that hand clap of praise to the Lord right now, shall we? Hallelujah unto him who's worthy to receive all praise. Unto him who's able to do exceeding abundantly. Above all, we can ask or think, hallelujah, according to the power. Anybody feel the power of the Lord in this house tonight? Oh, my, I've been anticipating, amen, this service tonight, anticipating what God is going to do. It's certainly an honor to be back with you and uh, give honor to your pastor and his family. I love and appreciate uh, Brother and Sister Jordan, their family, this great church. Uh, from the moment you step into or step out of the vehicle and begin to make your way in the sanctuary. It's great to be greeted by smiling faces and warm welcomes. And, and it's just, I appreciate the wonderful spirit of the Lord that I feel. Amen. God is good, isn't he? Amen. Amen. Aren't you glad to be a part of the church? Amen. Amen. I'm thankful for the church. Amen. Amen. There's many alternatives to church, but there's no substitute for it. Right. I'm thankful for the church. I can be saved without a lot of things. I knew it would get quiet on that. That's the reason I said it. I can be saved without the bank. I'm going to be saved without the post office. I'm going to upset some people, but I'm going, to, I'm going to tread on thin ice right now. I can be saved without Walmart and Starbucks. But I can't be saved without the house of God. I need the influence of the people of God and the power and the house of God on my life. I'm thankful to be a part of the church, aren't you? Hallelujah. So if you have your Bible tonight, I'm reading from the 17th chapter of the book of Luke. Amen. Luke chapter 17, beginning at verse number 15. It's a familiar passage, I think, to probably most, if not all of us here tonight. Amen. Luke chapter 17 and verse number 15. The word of the Lord declares, And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. And he fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, giving God thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus answering and said, Were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? They are not found that return to give glory to God, save or except for the stranger. And Jesus said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made the whole. Amen. Thy faith hath made thee whole. I'm going to wait just a few moments, perhaps, till I get about halfway through the message before I give you my title. So when you hear it, it'll give you some hope. Okay. 
We're halfway done. But I want us to lift our hands and our voices together right now. I believe the Lord's going to do something great and powerful and mighty in this place right now. God, I praise you. I thank you for your people. God, I thank you for your presence and your power that is so rich in this place. Thank you, Lord, for the spirit of worship. God, the anointing upon the musicians, an anointing upon the singers, an anointing upon the congregation. Your word is anointed. I'm asking you, God, to anoint the delivery of your holy word. God, that while the word goes forth, that you would do for us what you did in the book of Acts, that while the word is being preached, that the Holy Ghost would fall in this house, that you would send your word and that you would heal. <laughs> you would send your word and you would heal. Heal bodies, heal spirits, heal brokenness. God, let your power be at work. And we're going to give you praise and honor and glory in advance because you're a great God. And you're going to do great things in this house tonight. And we give you honor tonight in Jesus' name. Someone clap your hands unto the Lord. Give him some great praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated. Ten men diagnosed with what is considered perhaps to be one of the most feared disease of, of Bible times. They have been diagnosed with leprosy. It was a fatal disease in which some of the Jews supposed to either be a punishment of particular sin or a sign or a mark that God was displeased with an individual's life. It was a painful, infectious, chronic disease characterized by visible sores and white shining spots beneath the skin. It would mutilate the body. It would deform the features, complicate the functions. It would cause extreme nerve damage, turn a strong voice into a weak whisper. It would weaken the muscles, twist and decay the limbs. Not only would it infect its victims, but it also would isolate them. Once they were pronounced to be a leper, they were required by the law to live the remaining part of their days, or should they recover. They would live until that moment on the outside of the camp or the village or the city, not by choice, but rather the requirements of all. Anything or anyone they touched was considered to be as unclean as the leper himself. So to prevent that disease from spreading, when they would come within reach or when near someone, they would cry aloud, unclean, unclean, warning others not to approach them and not to touch them. It is so this disease was so revolting and considered so uh, devastating that they were not permitted, according to historians, to come within six feet of people on a good day. And on days when the wind were blo was blowing, they were not allowed within 150 feet of anyone else. Not only did their cry identify them, but their appearance identified them. They would wear torn garments. They would cover the lower part of their face. Their hair would go unkept. They looked, if you looked on the outside, on the facade, you would see men that appeared to be wild and undomesticated. But if you could see beyond that and see beyond the veil of that diseased flesh, you would see men who were weary from the isolation and weary from, uh, from the fact that they have been separated from their family and weak from the pain. And I'm not sure who told them. 
but something in the scripture, the Bible tells us, uh, they found out that Jesus was going to come by. And because of their disease, they kept their distance. But it did not silence the voice of desperation. Amen. Because when you are desperate for a change in your life, when you are desperate for God to do something for you, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks. It doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. All that matters is getting the attention of your Savior. Hallelujah. And the Bible said that Jesus passed nearby and he made it easy with their voices weakened by the leprosy. They begin to cry, Jesus, Master, have mercy upon us. I find it interesting that though their voices are weakened by this disease, the Lord came close enough that their weakened voices could capture his attention. Regardless of where you are right now, regardless of how long you've been away from God and what's are going through you still have enough voice left in you you still have enough praise left in you if all you can do is whisper the name of Jesus there's something about that name that will cause heaven to come to your attention I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And Jesus simply said, go, show yourselves to the priest. What a position these men are in. Imagine standing there looking at hands that are missing fingers and feet that are missing toes, a body that is raged with fever and pain. And Jesus looks at you and says, go back to the priest and let him decide whether you have leprosy or not. Go back and be inspected one more time. How do you respond to a word from God when it contradicts your circumstances? When what you see and what God says are so diametrically opposed one to the other, it's very simple. You just do what God said anyway. You just act on his word anyway because the word of God carries you beyond the realm of common sense and common knowledge and moves you into the realm of faith and the realm of the miraculous. You may not understand why the spirit of God wants you to move now, but when he speaks, you've got to move and you've got to respond to him. And the Bible said that as they went, they were cleansed. With every step they're taking, healing is slowing through their body. There, there is fever that is degrading and pain that is leaving. And the Bible said when one of them realized that he was healed, he turned around. And now with a loud voice, a voice a few moments ago that was weak and faint, but with a loud voice, he began to glorify God and began to worship the Lord. Jesus said, were there not ten that were cleansed? Where are the nine? Only this one has returned to give glory to me. And he said to this one man, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. How could ten men attend the same church service, hear the same message by the same preacher, and nine of them only leave with their healing, and one may completely whole. How is it that some can leave the house of God saying, I did not get anything out of that. I don't know what that evangelist was trying to preach to me. 
and someone leave behind them saying tonight God did everything for me I had been asking him to do God did a miracle of healing he filled me with the Holy Ghost how does that happen hallelujah the reason why some do not do not receive what they need is they do not respond when the spirit begins to move on them but why does this one receive more his praise and worship did something for him that the others lack of praise did not do I feel the Holy Ghost right now the Bible called him a man that loved God and shunned evil. The greatest of all the men of the east, God had blessed him. Seven sons, three daughters, 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen and donkeys, many servants. But the devil put Job on trial with the sincerity of his faith. And in one day he lost it all. Before one messenger could finish his report, another interrupts him. The, cabin, the camels have been taken, the, the sheep, the oxen, and now all your children are dead. I'm the only one that escaped his friend said why don't you uh, his wife said why don't you curse God and die amen but you cannot in the midst of your trial in the midst of your perplexity you can't let your enemy do your thinking for you and against popular opinion and against what friends and family were telling him instead of blaming God the Bible said Joe arose he rent his mantle he shaved his head he fell on the ground and began to worship God he said the Lord gave and the Lord taketh away I came out of my mother's womb naked I'll leave that way but whether God's giving or my God's taking he didn't say the Lord gave, blessed be the name of the Lord, and the Lord hath taken away. He said the Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken. But whether God's given or God's taking, my response will be the same. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And in the end, God gave to Job twice as much as he lost. Because praising God for your problem will end it. And praising him for his blessing will extend it. There is something about your praise. There is something about your worship that God loves. Someone ought to praise him right now. I'm going to jump way ahead. I feel victory in this house for somebody. Come on, just a moment more. Let's worship him. Something is going to be released in your praise right now. They were given the ultimatum. At the sound of the music, you bow down and worship the image that has been erected. But these three Hebrew young men said, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us. He will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, there is no plan B. Our worship is reserved for one God. Amen. And we will not worship the image that you have set up because our relationship with God is not based on what we can get out of him. It's based on what we found in him. And if we have to walk through the fire, if we have to go in the furnace, we're willing to do it because he's done so much for us. Amen. I'm convinced. I hope I don't get in trouble here tonight. But I'm convinced that hell cannot do much with a person that's got a made-up mind. 
If you want to live for God, you can. If you want to be victorious, you can. If you want to break out of your prison, if you want deliverance and want a blessing and need something from God, it's yours. It's time you turn the tables on hell and make the devil feel like a lion in a den of Daniels. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They exited that furnace without even the smell of smoke because their worship unto God preserved them in the fire. So let me see if I can recap this and make some sense of this here tonight. I can almost, if you will allow me just the liberty tonight to use just a little bit of an imagination. I can almost hear the conversation at the happy reunion of surviving lepers. As these ten men gather together and talk about how great it is to be alive and how wonderful it is to be back with their families and be reunited with their families even though they're missing fingers and toes and, and, and they still can see the effects of it. But they look at this one man Nine of them, just you could tell they had leprosy. But this one man, they look at him and say, there's something different about you. I know you had some fingers missing and a toe that was gone, but you, you don't look like you ever had leprosy a day in your life. We don't look like you. Uh, I can hear Job's friends echoing the same sentiment. Uh, look at you, Job. Look how you're blessed. Uh, you don't look like somebody that lost his children, uh, lost his possession, uh, went bankrupt. Uh, you have more now than you've ever had. Look how God has blessed you. Hallelujah. I can see the Hebrews uh, enemies shaking their head, scratching their head as these three young men walk by and they say, you don't smell like somebody that had to walk through the fire. Amen. You don't look like you ever had to go and have a bad day. What I'm really trying to say and what I want to title this message is, you don't look like what you have been through. I'm preaching to a leper right now that feels like you've been discarded, abandoned, and left alone. Every day felt like a death sentence. You feel distanced by your disaster, even though it wasn't your choice. It's not what you had planned. It wasn't supposed to be this way. You ask God for help. I've come to tell you your help is on its way. Your help is here. You ought to thank God for the help that's coming right now. Even if you have to do it in faith, you ought to praise him right now. Maybe God, oh Lord, maybe God hasn't done everything you want him to do yet. Maybe you're not completely healed yet. But what he has done thus far merits some worship. Because sometimes you've got to stop, turn around, and praise him for the progress you've made. You ought to praise him. Amen. For how far he's brought you. And the progress you've made in the last few days. And the last few weeks. And the maybe you're not where you want to be yet. Hallelujah. I know it'd be easy to do what everybody else does. And just keep walking. But if you'd begin to praise him right now. The Bible said the leper turned and worship. Hallelujah. Your praise point will always be your turning point. If you want things to turn, you start praising him. 
Come on, sir. Get a hand back in the air. Come on, ma'am. Get a hallelujah to come out of your mouth. If you can get some praise to come out when you leave this service tonight, you're not going to look like what you have been through. God's not just going to touch you. I feel wholeness and liberty and victory in this house. Something is going to turn in your worship. You're not going to look like other people that have gone through what you've gone through because you're your praise. God's going to do more than just touch you. You're going to be made whole. I will not look like what I have been through. If that's how you feel, why don't you worship God right now? I'm preaching to Job right now. Everything's been stripped of you, or so it seems. Your family, your possessions, your contentment, your faith, your peace, your sense of self-worth. But the one thing hell never could take from you is the one thing it couldn't take from Job. You never lost your praise. You never lost your ability to say God is good, and he's good all the time. So in the face of your adversity, in the wake of your trial, somebody needs to say, I still have a praise, and i got to get it out. I can still shout hallelujah. I still know how to dance. I still know how to worship. Hell couldn't take it from me. I'm telling you, you're not going to look like what you have been through. God's getting ready to restore more than you have lost. Come on, take your neighbor by the hand and just worship God right now. There's healing that's happening in this house. I'm telling somebody right now while your hands are up there are things that are turning in the spirit for you right now I feel it turning God's turning around with every hallelujah and every I love you Jesus even the hand of God is reaching into that situation and turning it and restoring right now Come on, Hebrews. Don't back down. Don't back away. God's with you. And you're going to come out of this. Amen. You're not going to smell like the fire that you had to walk through and the heat that tried to destroy you. For lo, I am with you always. When you cross the water, when you walk through the fire, when you go through the flood, lo, I'll be with you. Go ahead, sir. Take your wife by the hand and just rejoice in the Lord. You will not look like what you have been through.
Come on, let the praise come out. Hell, we're not trying to work something up, but the Holy Ghost is settling in on this place right now. I hear the chains falling. I hear the chains falling. Oh, you're looking around at your neighbor right now, and you think they've got it made. Amen. They've never had a bad day. They've always, amen, been a part of this. What you don't see is what we used to be. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not Inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But ye are washed. And ye are sanctified. And you are justified. We don't look like what we have been through. Because the night we knelt down. And began to repent of our sin. The blood covered us. And the blood gave us a new name. And the blood gave us a new life. And the blood gave us a new identity. Ah, we weren't always Sunday school teachers. We didn't always sing in the choir. We weren't always in the prayer room. Hallelujah. We know what it's like to be bound. But we don't look like what we have been through. Oh. <laughs> Shipwrecked, snake bit. Everybody waited for him to die. They said Paul's going to die like everybody else that been snake bit. But the Bible said he shook it off into the fire and felt no harm. Maybe hell has come against you. You feel shipwrecked and snake bit. Your hell, your enemy is expecting you to fall. He's expecting you to wave the flag of surrender, to throw in the towel. What he's not expecting is for you to do what you're doing right now. Step it out of your seat. Put your hands in the air and shaking some things off of you. Hell thought you'd become bitter. Hell thought you'd stay home. Hell thought you'd be depressed. Hallelujah. But hell is going into a panic mode. Hell didn't expect you to dust yourself off. Put on your garment of praise and say, I will not look like. Huh? Come on. That which should have eliminated you is getting ready to elevate you. That which should have paralyzed you is going to propel you. So you might want to tell your neighbor, let me out of the pew. Let me in the aisle. Give me some room because I'm getting ready to praise God like I've never praised him before. 
I'm getting ready to shout and worship. I don't have time to be cute. I don't have time to fit in. I'm praising for my life. I'm praising for my deliverance. I'm praising for my healing. I'm praising for my provision. I'm praising for my family. I'm praising for my health. I'm going to dance my troubles away. And while I worship him, God's going to turn. While I praise him, God's going to give me victory. While I worship, come on, sir, ma'am, the Holy Ghost can fall on you right Come on, there's things happening all over this house right now. Hallelujah. There ought to be a shout of praise. It's going to happen in your worship. Hallelujah. Don't wait on somebody else. You praise him till the deliverance comes. And when you get through praising a night, you're not going to look like what you have been through. God's going to bring the healing. He's going to bring the victory. He's going to bring the salvation and the provision. It's going to happen in your worship right now. Come on, you got to praise. Let it out. If all you can do is say his name, if all you can do is shout hallelujah, praise him to the chain falls, praise him to the miracle comes, praise him to the healing happens. Come on, ma'am, you're one hallelujah away from a breakthrough right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, somebody needs to shout a hallelujah. I feel a breakthrough for you right now. Come on, you're just a praise away from the Holy Ghost falling on you. You're a shout away from the chains falling and the victory coming right now. Hallelujah, praise him. Worship him. It's going to happen in your worship right now.